Welcome to the Tim Price Go Harvest podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage ministry leaders. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it will be helpful to you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at timpriceblog.com. We'd also be honored if you would subscribe and share with others. Heading now to today's episode. Thanks for joining me on the Go Harvest podcast. My name is Tim Price, and it's so fun to share these uh, blog posts and podcast recordings specifically for people who serve in the church and in ministry, and I hope it is helpful to you. I would love it if you could take a minute to share this with someone after you listen, of course, and you think it'd be good to share, but it'd be great if you could share it with people at your church who help in leadership, or if you are a leader in your church, to share it with your team and um, just to let people know that it's fun to talk about the work of the church. And sometimes I know that it gets kind of heavy depending on what's going on, but we just need to at times change the conversation and think about strategy and the joy of bringing people in and bringing people up and just making it happen. So today's podcast is on 10 ways to give away student ministry leadership. And I heard this phrase to give away ministry from a youth ministry post, I think with uh, Doug Fields and all those guys. And I just thought it was a great phrase. And it kind of reminded me of my own life and growing up. Really, it was back in the old days when student ministry was called youth group and worship songs were pretty much classified as fast or slow songs. And it was during that time that I was really invited to serve. I was invited by our youth pastor to play guitar and lead music at youth group. And I was also called to you know, lead in other ways. For a really long time, I actually kept a note that I'd put in a little old frame. And the note was given to me as a sophomore in high school. I didn't frame it as a high schooler. I framed it as an adult when I found it in a box somewhere along the way because I'm a bit of a pack rat at times. But the note said something like this, Tim, I'm going to be gone this week. Can you make sure the video player is ready to go for the video that will be shown during youth group tonight? Thanks for your leadership. Signed by our youth pastor. And I've kept that note because it kind of reminded me of the fact that from those days on all the way through, people have invested in the invitation and the calling and have relied on me to be responsible for serving in those type of settings, leading music, setting up the digital needs, making sure people get there, have a sense of uh, invitation, hospitality, all those things kind of wrapped up in that little note as a sophomore in high school. I was invited on several levels to lead all through those years, and I can't help but think that that was some of the foundation to the work that I'm involved in now and have been most every day of my life since then. Although it's not always easy or cut and dried, inviting students into ministry can be formative and life-changing for them. It really does awaken in their hearts the idea that God has gifts for them that can be used in the kingdom. And it also inspires the adults in the church to see the students serving and finding niches, places they can be a part of things. And of course, those might change as time goes on. It's totally cool for students to experience and just kind of check things out. And if they, you know, if we kind of understand that they may fade away from that because something else is more exciting or whatever the case might be, I think adults love to see it. But I also think younger children love to see it. I think it's awesome whenever they get to witness high school students and middle school students who to little kids are basically grown adults. They are actually involved in the church. So as a leader, a pastor or a youth pastor, a volunteer youth director or a parent or 
whoever it is, if you're in the church and you have any possibility of influence and invitation, which in many ways we all do as Christians, here are 10 practical ways to give ministry away to the students in your group. So number one, tech leadership. Most of these are pretty obvious, but I'll just share a quick thought about each. We want to invite students to help create videos, run presentation lyrics during worship, help with sound, help with setup, help with photography, graphics for publicity, and any number of tech opportunities, photography, all that. And what I've found over the years is that tech leadership is one of the single simplest ways to invite the next generation in to being committed there on a regular weekly basis to feeling like they're using their gifts because most every kid knows about tech intuitively. And it's just a great way, a great step to say, we need you to be a part of this. We need you to help lead. It's behind the scenes most often. It's not right up in front. It doesn't require a huge bridge or a hurdle to get kids involved. It's just a great way. And we have tons of our middle school and high school students serving in tech ministry. In fact, one of the guys who helped schedule and recruit the tech team, one day we were there ready to go, ready to record some songs for an event that we were going to be having. And all the team was there, all the camera operators, all the sound people, all the band members. But the only person who wasn't able to come at the last minute due to illness was supposed to run the computer graphics, the lyrics that would be put on the bottom of the screen for the video recording. And at the last possible second, when I was trying to rearrange and have somebody do double duty, Ryan says, what about Macy? She can do it. Well, of course, Macy is my daughter. And I was thinking, well, she's kind of too young. But to Ryan, he was thinking, she's in middle school. We have all kinds of middle schoolers help. And at the last minute, he took Macy upstairs, showed her what to do, and she ran the lyrics for the event, recorded for a whole bunch of people. That's the kind of invitation to tech leadership that helps kids get kind of an itch for serving in the church in that way. Well, number two is music leadership. We can invite students to be a part of music. They can play instruments. They can learn to play instruments. And they can be just in the church music program in general. And maybe that just means like a one or two time special event. If you don't have just student musicians, and I know that a lot of times students who play music or sports or whatever the niche is kind of flock together. Some churches have tons of musicians and other churches hardly have any. But there are ways to allow students to experience music leadership in the church, whether they just sing or they're a part of a choir at your school or a group that you can invite to participate in a special program or a special song during worship, or if it's that you bring a song back from the mission trip you took or the summer camp that you were a part of, and you just play that song over the speakers and you have the kids stand up and just share with the congregation the uh, highlight of their week in terms of the music and the worship time. There are ways to involve students in music leadership. At our church over the years, and this isn't an overnight thing, but it took a while, we started giving music lessons. And when you give music lessons, you have an opportunity to kind of instill right off the bat that the church is a place that you can learn and you can grow in that skill. As a result, we have a middle school band who practices most every week and sings in church or children's church two or three times a semester. And once they get done with the middle school portion of music and they've latched onto it and they like it, they move to the high school band. And the high school music team leads music every Wednesday night for the student ministry. 
and then on occasion will help in regular worship services. And that's been a process of 20 years of just being involved with the tradition of saying, once you get to middle school, you come learn one of the primary kind of worship band instruments and participate, be a part of it. We're calling kids to leadership. Number three, speaking leadership. We invite students to maybe share a devotion for the night. Sometimes this might happen on a regular youth group night, or it might happen at a summer camp or a mission trip, a special one-time event. Or inviting students to teach on a subject or add their two cents on a subject if they're really good at it. Or at the very least, just invite students to come up and get comfortable with the idea that you can speak in front of people and you can be a witness in that. So they might just come up and read a verse of scripture or read some little script or read a prayer or do something that allows them to be in front speaking and leading. When our student ministry leader is gone, oftentimes uh, one of the other leaders will stand up. And, and though they're not students, they are younger. They are young adults who are serving in small group leadership and organization of the ministry in other ways. And it's always fun when somebody else grabs the mic and has an announcement or says something cool. Just recently, one of the student ministry leaders was able to announce to the whole group that they had gotten engaged to one of the other student ministry leaders. And when I say student ministry leaders, I mean uh, just graduated college. And so uh, to me, they're all kids, but it was an awesome witness, a lot of applause, a lot of clapping, and it all came because somebody was invited to take the mic and lead the night. And as a part of that leadership, was able to share good news about their life. So we want to invite kids to take part in speaking leadership. And you'll be surprised what happens when you hand a kid a microphone. I've learned over the years that when you hand an adult a microphone, they shy away a little bit. They talk about their voice being loud enough. They, they say they don't want to speak in public. They all say all these things. You give a kid a mic and they'll say something right or wrong. And so it's an opportunity to call them to leadership. Small group leadership is number four. We can invite students to lead small groups. And I'm always a a proponent for this, passionate about this, because when I was a freshman in high school, one of the senior high guys led our small group. And it was each Wednesday, met at 4.30, and um, we named ourselves the Mountain Men Bible Study, even though we lived in Southern Illinois. But it was awesome because these six or seven freshman guys were led by another high schooler. And so the, um, just the way that, that kind of happens uh, not only builds in identity to the younger guys to say, gosh, that is awesome to, to know this is another high school leading, but also for the senior in high school who still is also a kid growing into uh, adulthood and growing in faith. Sometimes they say the best way to learn and grow yourself is to teach. There's other ways to do this, though. It's always good to have an assistant small group leader. If you have adults who are leading small groups, then you can just name one of your students the assistant. And they may not do too much of anything except pass out pens or papers or, or just be there. But they are learning what it means to be in leadership. Number five, administrative leadership. And who knows what this might look like for you. But maybe it's when students come in to check in, you have a, another student there who is helping them you know, get their name in the iPad or check marking their name off the roster. Or there might be any number of other things, mailing some cards or notes or keeping track of a texting list or an email list or helping a follow-up if somebody is new. Anything you can think of, if you have a student that gravitates that direction and they're older and they're able to help out, 
to provide administrative leadership and to call them to that. So the first five, tech leadership, music leadership, speaking leadership, small group leadership, and administrative leadership. And after this little break, we'll run through the next five. All right, we're back for the next five of this list of 10 ways to give away student ministry leadership. And we'll have to make the next five a little quicker. But number six is social media leadership. Now, this could be a little bit iffy because it really does depend on what your goal is and how you're working on things. But there are ways to involve your students to begin to call them to leadership to help make your ministry uh, more widespread, at least in terms of just a little bit of hype, if nothing else. Some simple, really benign ways to do that is to invite students to submit photos to you, to take photos of worship or a special thing happening at camp or a mission trip or just a regular evening of worship and to send them so that you are able to use some of their photos as part of your ongoing Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat or whatever it is that you're using to help um, just encourage the fact that kids are there, that parents see it and they can respond, and that other kids can see it on Instagram, and you can use that as a way just to um, share what's good and what's going on. But then you also may just call some of those kids who are taking that seriously into deeper ways of helping to reach out through social media, through, um, you know, potentially depending on the kid, giving them some reins to actually log in and post. But there's other ways to do it without giving them the full reign, and that is to have them make sure that they go through and like things that are done by the youth group and to comment on them and to uh, add a scripture verse or some sort of a uh, little message that kind of lets people know, hey, I'm reading this and and my friends are seeing this and I'm being a witness. And that just helps build in leadership in them. Number seven is promotional leadership. Invite students to help plan for and promote events. Help them create ways to make it appealing to invite friends and the community to be a part of special ministries. We always need to be thinking about entry points for kids. And of course, there's a balance there. We want to have deeper times. We want to have spiritual development. We want to have discipleship making. We want to have fun and games. But we also want to have some moments when it's easy for friends and others from the community to join us. And when we have those entry points, then we can invite some of our kids to help us promote that and make it a big deal. Some ministries weigh too heavy on those type of events. And as a result, they never do get deeper or draw anybody in. But it is good to have a balanced diet of those things and inviting students to help share the word about something like that coming up is about the best way that you can publicize it. Number eight is creative leadership. And this might apply to students who may not want to be in the front or doing tech, but they might be happy trying to design something or do some sort of art or something like that, a collage or, or something that would help create an atmosphere, either in the space that you use or for publications later, anything that would help create this atmosphere. And that creative leadership can be awesome. Photography might fit into here or some sort of banner or logo or t-shirt graphic, anything like that in the art realm would help um, them feel like they're a part of things without having you know the need to be right up front in that type of leadership. Two last ones. One of them is game leadership. And I know that some groups play games and some groups don't. I've always been a proponent of group games because I think it kind of levels the playing field, especially if the games are kind of wacky and goofy and don't really require tons of skill, especially if you also balance the games between the ones that are active and the ones that you're kind of sitting there thinking. But I think it's awesome when students are more engaged in 
helping to lead those games. And when they're led by a confident peer who's been asked in advance to pull off uh, activity time, then kids may even respond more so than the adult trying to lead it. And that's a great, simple, low-risk way. doesn't matter if it succeeds or fails. It's a low-risk way to invite kids into stepping up and taking charge of something. And the last one is to invite kids to church leadership. And there's all kinds of ways to think about this. Some of them I mentioned can be integrated into the church as far as tech and music and that kind of stuff. But really, student leadership should permeate a lot of different aspects in the church. Whenever it's time to help with a meal or help to grill out or you know some kind of church picnic or church outdoor festival, or maybe it's just a special service where students are involved in participating in the service. I've seen that several times in various churches. Or I've also seen a lot of churches where high school students are called upon to be responsible for joining the hospitality team or opening the door, greeting people or parking cars or any of those things. And so whenever we involve them in church leadership, that's an awesome way to give away ministry to the next generation. Well, there's so many different ways that we can invite people to serve. And one of the reasons that it's so important that we give away ministry is partly because we do need to make sure that we're not robbing others of the joy of serving. And when we're trying to do it all ourselves, one thing, it's almost impossible to do. Two, it's hardly ever the best it can be. And three, our people are losing. The next generation is losing out when we're just hoarding the fun of leading in ministry. And so if you have possibility of sharing the task and the fun and the joy of serving in church with the next generation, then it's a great opportunity to pull them in and to give away ministry leadership. Now, one last little section here, and that is the pitfalls. At times, it can be a little tough. You know, if you're working with volunteers, you know that it's a little sporadic, even when you're dealing with adults. But when you've got kids in the mix, not only do you have to invite them in, but you have to communicate on a couple different levels, one being with the parent and the family and the home, and one being with the kid themselves. And so just a couple things that I try to do, and that is that if I ever text a student to ask something out of the ordinary, some kind of leadership role, I almost always include the parent on the text so that both people have it. The kids might have the desire, but they do not have their calendar straight usually, and they do not have transportation on their own. So it's going to require the home, the parent, to be a part of it. That's one of the, the, the pitfalls that can happen. It's going to be a little messier than you might think. And if you are the type that wants the spreadsheet lined out for the people who are going to serve in various areas for the next six months, it may be a little more difficult for you to organize and give away ministry. On the other hand, that spreadsheet mindset with a whole bunch of details is going to help raise the expectation. So God can use either side of personalities, the ones that are kind of winging it and the ones that really have it locked in. Kids are going to respond to that. But it's going, to be, um, it's going to be a little messier than it is whenever you are just working with adults who are able to say yes or no to the invitation to lead. And then another pitfall is just that we have to be willing to experience and live with a little bit of chaos. It might not be 90% or 100%. There's a good chance when a student gets up to share a line or read a scripture or pray a prayer or lead a game or play a song that it's going to be more like, at least in our minds, 60 
or 65%, maybe 50%, maybe a total bomb, who knows. But I will say this, when students experience it, they remember it way, way longer. It's way more life-forming than if you just tell them about it. So we want to be committed to giving ministry away to students. I'd love to have you check it out on the Tim Price blog. If you just go to timpriceblog.com, you could take a look at this post, 10 Ways to Give Away Student Ministry Leadership. And in fact, on that blog post is a picture of me playing a guitar, standing next to our youth pastor somewhere around 1988, and you can actually see the overhead projector in the back. I praise the Lord for those formative years, and I praise the Lord for all the different ways that we have an opportunity as a church to bring up the next generation. Thanks. Thanks for listening today. We hope this has been encouraging and helpful to you. Stay in touch with us at timpriceblog.com. Until next time, keep following in the footsteps of Jesus and lifting up the name of the Lord. Thanks for your work and ministry.